Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Chad and Zay. All right, let's go. Hour number three on a Monday. Hope you're having a good one. Back to school for a lot of you. Hope spring break was good. And spring break was definitely good if you're a Texas basketball fan. Men headed to the Sweet 16. Women trying to get there tonight if they beat Louisville. Remember, that game is over on 105.3 The Bat at 6 o'clock, 545 on the pregame. First off, I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and he picks out a beat for you to start every third hour. What's up? Uh, what's this say? Well, though, Esco, Nas, It Ain't Hard to Tell. Okay. Off the Elmatic album, 1994. You will definitely be rating that very yeah. soon. Illmatic by Nas? Yep. Okay. Sounds good. I'll listen to anything by Nas. Oh, yeah. I've heard a big a collection of his, like a double CD collection. It's one of the best musical gifts I've ever been given. I'll listen to any Nas you want. Yo, he's still playing out hits, too. Don't sleep on him. Even That's in his right. 50s. Just got nominated for a Grammy, didn't Just he? won a Grammy. Oh, no, you won it, too. Yeah. Okay, good for him. Sorry. Not this past year, but a year ago or so. Okay, about a year ago, won, right. won the Grammy. Yeah, good for him. Uh, get a nice Nas beat to start the hour. Um, we got a lot of basketball to get into this week. Uh, and right now, we got a really cool conversation that Zay was able to set up for us. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. Zay, tell us who we're about to talk to. Yeah, this guy I've known for a very long time, almost 20 years. He is a Austin Bowie alum, play for my pops. He went to the University of Citadel and was a four-year starter on the division one level he is the founder co-founder of texas pro academy which is a basketball player development system that helps your strength and skill and he's also the founder of bty basketball which is a basketball training program utilized by players at every level zach urbanis what's happening my guy what's going on zay thanks for having me on man thanks for coming on man you know you uh I've known you for a very long time, and you've always had a different approach about the game. And you carry yourself the right way, the way that you teach, you know, the way that you make guys better. And you've been like that ever since I've known you. And the fact that I see what you're doing, seeing all the big-time players that you're training now, seeing that you're doing what you love, I marvel that, my guy. I really do. And I appreciate what you do for the city of Austin. I know you have a lot of pride being from the city because, in a way, you're putting basketball on the map. When we got Houston, San Antonio's, and the Dallas's, I know you helping out these Austin area, Central Texas area players, I know that puts a lot of pride in your heart. Yeah, most definitely. Appreciate you saying that. And likewise uh, to you, man. Really fun watching you do what you do um, and listening, listening to you. But, yeah, we have a lot of pride in – you know, being basketball players from Austin and, and Central Texas and, um, you know, ultimately just trying to ele- help elevate the game in the area, and we're grateful to be a part of it. 
Yeah, now, Z, you've worked out a lot of guys that are in the tournament right now, from Brock Cunningham to Jamal Shedd at U of H and K.J. Adams. I know you've got a good relationship with all those guys, but got to talk about Dylan DeSue, who came back to Austin from Vanderbilt with a torn ACL, and you saw him from – you've been training with him since his high school days at Hendrickson. What's it been like seeing all these steps and seeing the development from his career – from going from high school to Vanderbilt and tearing his ACL and coming back down to Texas with Chris Beard and now really coming into his own. What's it been like watching him? Yes, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, um, you know, one of the best parts of my job is getting to see, you know, young young people grow up and uh, mature and go through the things that they have to go through, the adversities and uh, the highs and lows, and obviously we've been, you know, through a lot together. And last year was uh, really tough on him, um, and so I was grateful that he was in, you know, that he was in town, and we got to, you know, have a lot of conversations and be together a lot, and um, you know, kind of help him through those kind of dark moments in the game. And you know, now it's, you know, he's done such a great job of just staying consistent, and you know, we've preached just trying to get better every every day, every game, every practice, whether it's, you know, after a good game or a bad game. And he's, he's committed to that process and he's, um, you know, and now he's, he's showing the world what he's capable of and what we've always known he's, he's capable of. So super proud of him. Um, nobody, uh, you know, nobody more deserving than Dylan. That's for sure. Talking with Zach Urbanis. Zach, um, in terms of his progression coming back, you talk about going through that dark period of time, knowing that at some point that light hopefully comes back on and he feels like his, his old self again. Um, do you remember a point during this season where you guys were maybe talking and it, and it felt like, okay, now he feels like he's back? Because obviously these last few games, uh, the 28-10 and 10 is, is the, was the exclamation point, but he's been playing really well lately. Do you remember a point where he, he felt like he had hit that good crossroads moment and that he was back? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can identify a particular point. I just, to be honest, I know that, you know, over the majority of the season, his game has felt really good, and he, he's committed to, uh, you know, the extra work, um, and he's he's gotten better every week, and he, you know, he's kept saying that, man, my game feels so good, uh, just, you know, I just, we just kept preaching, being patient, just keep doing what you're doing, find ways to impact the game, um, and you know, I will, I will say, you know, I was working with him uh, prior to that game at Baylor, that he, he played really well, and honestly, like, their staff has done such a great job, um, especially, especially um, you know, lately just, you know, kind of feeding him confidence and, and you know, breathing life into his, his game. I remember we were, we were shooting and, and Coach RT just, you know, screams at him, like, shoot that thing, Dylan. And, you know, <laughs> he probably doesn't even know, like, how, you know, powerful that is for, for a guy like Dylan who's, you know, super cerebral, super smart, you know, overthinks things at times. And just for, you know, his head coach to say, you know, just let go, man, just shoot that thing. And so that, I think that was a really big, big moment for him, whether he, whether he even knows that or not. Um, it gave him a lot of confidence going into that game. I think ever since that, that Baylor game, he's, you know, been more confident letting, letting shots go and being more aggressive. Zach, you know, what, what's it like? Because you, you talk about, being in the same gym as RT, watching you train a Dassault. And I, there's some coaches that don't allow anybody from the outside. 
to come within their program, especially when the season's going on. And the fact that Coach Terry is allowing you to do that, which says a lot about you, that they trust you. But I know that you've been down to Lawrence to help KJ, and you've talked to Bill Self and guys like that. Like, what's what's it like and the confidence that they give in you and what when coaches, head coaches, just have the confidence of saying, you know what, this is an outside guy coming into our program, but he's such a good basketball mind, he's helping some of our guys. Like, how, how does that feel for you? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a good feeling, and it's, it's definitely a barrier that we're still trying to break down, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I mean the, the, truth, the key is for us is, you know, that you know, they have trust in that, um, you know, we're saying things that are only going to add value to the team, right? We're not, we're not the people in their corner um, you know, saying things that are against the game plan or, or, you know, things like that. We're always going to, um, you know, just basically just try to help the player get better as far as, you know, decision-making when it, when it comes to what shots to take, what shots not to take, being more aggressive. Like those are conversations that shouldn't be had with outsiders. Those are conversations that are in, you know, in the locker room conversations between the coaches and their players. Um, for guys like me, skill development, player development um, coaches and in season, you know, we have to be careful about, you know, sending mixed messages or getting too many thoughts into a player's head. So we keep it strictly about just getting better. So when I see Dylan, you know, we're, we're working mechanically on some shooting stuff. We're working on touch finishes, um, working on, you know, ball handling for one or two dribbles to get to spots, you know, KJ guys like KJ we're working on, uh, you know, free throw mechanics or working on some touch finishes some shooting stuff that I think he's going to get in games. But beyond that, I don't, I don't, you know, fill his head with anything outside of him getting better from a skill standpoint. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Talking with Zach Urban, it's Texas Pro Academy and BTY Basketball. Zach, give people a little more info on what you guys do there, and are you focused strictly on basketball, or do you deal with other sports as well? Yeah, so yeah, so Texas Pro Academy, um, yeah, we we are a basketball player development program. We train players. Uh, from youth all the way to NBA here in Central Texas, we've been you know, fortunate to train a lot of uh, really good players um, with from all ages, which has been a lot of fun. Um, our business partner, uh, Christian Placentia, who owns Durable Athlete, he does stuff that's um, you know beyond basketball. So he he, he works with athletes uh, beyond basketball. He's he's you know very good at what he does. We're lucky to have him as part of our program. He handles all the performance side. Um, for our players and, you know, me and my staff, we handle uh, the basketball player development side. Gotcha. And for people that are interested, uh, what's the easiest way to get a hold of you guys? Yeah, social media is easiest, uh, at Texas Pro Academy, at B2I Basketball. Um, yep. Cool. Yeah, Z, I remember a couple of years ago when Chris Beard was getting this team together when he touched down from Lubbock and he got Dylan Sue from Vanderbilt. And you told me, man, Zay, when he gets right, this guy could be the best player on your team. And I was like, man, Zach might be out of his mind. I apologize for that, Z. I really do. <laughs> I apologize for that. But, you know. That's all right, Zay. You're far from the only one, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But you, you talk about how you work with different players on different things. Let's talk about Jamal Shedd a little bit. I know you've worked with him and talk just his evolution of his game. I'm thinking about that kid that came out of Maynard. Man, he's turned his game around, and I know a lot of that comes from him and Kelvin Sampson, but talk about the things that 
y'all talk about going into being a point guard and just, you know, what y'all work on during the off season and even during the regular season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. To be to be honest, Jamal is he's a special he's a special talent. He's a special point guard and he's been that way for a long time. He you know, he comes from a family of basketball. His older brother was a really good point guard. Uh his dad's been a coach forever. So he has he has a good circle of basketball people, so we're not gonna take a bunch of credit um for Jamal. But with Jamal we you know, we help him a lot with uh with shooting, uh finishing, you know, helping him be a more efficient scorer. Um you know, we, we we put him in a lot of situations where uh, he has to make decisions, both as a as a scorer and a playmaker. Um, and that's that's you know the extent for us with Jamal. We kind of want to challenge him and push him in different ways to get better each time we're with him. Um, but he's such a good. I mean, I remember him coming to play pickup with our college and pro guys when he was you know a junior and senior in high school, and he'd be one of the best one of the best players on the floor at that time. He's just he just knows how to play. He's super competitive. He, obviously, he's an elite on-ball defender, which, Zay, you know me, I'm not teaching that. That's for sure. <laughs> that's some honesty. That's I like not, that. That's, yeah, that's not my skill set. I can, <laughs> I can tell you that much. So, um, no, he's a, he's a special point guard. Honestly, I think, you know, of course, there's some bias there, but he's, he's one of the best point guards in the country, in, in my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see that team uh, match up with Miami, man. Both those teams are playing really, really well. Um, what have you For seen? Sure. What have you seen from that Houston team, Zach, as they're going through here? Because obviously, Shed's dealing with the injury. Uh, I believe his is a knee, and then Sasser's dealing with that groin injury. What have you seen from them? I know a lot of people thought maybe that would cost them in the tournament. So far, they looked really good. Yeah, yeah I think. I mean, yeah, I think I'm even guilty of being prisoner of the moment you know they're they're beat up like oh man this this might be it but you just it just reminds you how how ridiculously tough they are um and and, and honestly it reminds you how how much talent they really have you know with um with the lefty wing you know showing up the way he did they're, they they just they have a lot left and i mean i agree with you miami's going to be a tough out but nobody wants to play houston they're just so physical so tough and to deal with that for 40 minutes is is really, really brutal. Yeah, no doubt. Zach, let's talk about Brock Cunningham a little bit. I mean, the guy shooting 40-something percent from three this year and coming out of Westlake, that wasn't his forte. He was that bang and bruiser guy down low, but you've worked with him through the course of his career. What what did y'all work on to where now he's confident to make those outside shots? And if you're playing against Texas and he has the ball on the perimeter, you have to respect him. Yeah, Brock, honestly, Brock has put in um, you know a ton of work on his own with with the, with the UT staff. We you know we were lucky to work out with him um, a little bit, especially earlier in his career, and we we still um, deal with him some on occasion. Obviously, you know we're we're close friends with him and, and huge supporters of him. But he's done such a good job of, on his own. Brock is just he's the guy who is just going to continue always get better. He's going to continue to figure things out because he's just a relentless worker. Um, he's committed to, you know, he's committed to his craft. So, um, you know, nothing specific there as far as shooting. Honestly, it's just for him, it's been a ton of reps. Um, I know, you know, last year's, last year's, uh, some of their coaches worked with him a little bit mechanically on, uh, you know, getting the ball closer to his body. Um, but he's, yeah, he's had a great year. Super happy for him. He's, he's a good dude who, who really deserves it. 
and KJ Adams, you know, being the most improved player in the Big 12 this year, I know that makes you proud. It seemed like on the national championship team, he got on the floor a little bit, but man, Coach Self and the Jayhawks really relied on them this year. What was it like going up to Lawrence a couple of times and helping them with his game and just seeing the development from his freshman year now to his sophomore season, even though they got knocked out uh, yesterday or the other day against Arkansas? Yeah, very happy for KJ, uh, another guy who deserves it. He's a really hard worker. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was obviously a fun year to watch him. The way they used him was, was really special. It was funny. We, when he was uh, home, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, going into sophomore year, how he felt, you know, how he felt about the minutes he would play. And I remember I had a, a talk with him because, you know, everybody wants to be, you know, a 2-3. Everybody wants to be on the perimeter shooting threes. And, you know, talked about him going into sophomore year and I kind of told him, hey, Kay, like, if we can commit to being, you know, Draymond Green for your team, right, short roles, making decisions, uh, being an elite defender, um, be, because he's a really good passer, if you can commit to that, like, I think you can have a really big impact on the game. And I'm not always right, Zay. Like, I'm not, I'm not claiming that I'm always right. <laughs> but I was, I, was, I was right about that one. And sure enough, like, midway through the season, I remember I saw a video of, Coach Self call, calling him Baby Draymond, and KJ texted me. It was like, man, Coach, Coach, still in your line. Um, <laughs> but he, no, he's just he's such an impactful player. Um, he's he's going to be, and he's only going to get better. Like he's he's not even. Uh, I don't even think he's close to what he's you know capable of being. Um, he's but he he's already such an impactful player, even even without that being the case. But yeah, going to Lawrence was it was a you know great experience. I was lucky enough to watch him practice a couple times and. Um, obviously, they're, they're a special um, program, and Coach Self and, and those guys do an unbelievable job. So, um, yeah, I've been I've been pretty lucky to go, you know, watch UT practices and Kansas practices, and so I've I've learned a lot over this year. It's been a lot of fun. Zach, last one from me. We appreciate your time today. We started with Dylan. Let's end with Dylan Desue again. I hear a lot about you know the push shot and the push jumper and all this. Uh, right here publicly, would you like to take credit for the push jumper? Is that all you? <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll just say every time we've worked out for the past four years, we've worked on that shot. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take credit for it. He's got unbelievable touch. He's got great hands. Um, you know, and, and obviously, like what a lot of people don't know is he was a perimeter player, you know, most of his life. So his his shooting touch, his his touch is you know is that of a guard. Um, so him diving and getting to an eight foot push shot, like that's you know that's something that he's he's you know very talented enough to do. But yes, we've worked on that relentlessly. So that, that's my that's my workaround way of taking. Credit for it. Well done. No, that's perfect. That's a great diplomatic. That's a great diplomatic way to take the credit. That's beautiful. That's awesome. Good, good stuff, man. Go. And again, if people are interested uh, in the uh, in the training in the academy at Texas Pro Academy or at BTY Basketball. Z, appreciate you, man. Uh, tell the family I said hello. I know you got kids and stuff, so you're always on the go. But appreciate you for coming on, man. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Have a great rest of your day. Thank y'all for coming, for letting me get on. Thank you, man. It's good stuff. Uh, and of course, uh, some big names that we're seeing in the tournament and a couple of big names that we're talking about there that are in that same region. When you're talking about Shed and DeSue, you mentioned Brock Cunningham as well. That's cool. Yo, my pops coached 40 something years. My pops doesn't put freshmen on varsity. 
Zach was. Really? My pops yells at everybody. Only time Zach got yelled at, Chad, was because he wasn't going to get the ball. Because the ball wasn't in his hands enough. It would make my dad upset. Wow. That's it. Like, <laughs> And the reason why my dad couldn't yell at him, because he was always in the right spot. Because he always made the right play. Because hmm. he was another coach on the floor. And now that he's teaching the game, I've been around a long time. There's not too many basketball minds better than Zach Urbanis. I thought the last comment there was interesting. I'm glad I asked the question. Four years they've been practicing that shot. Yeah. For the last four years, every time they work out, that shot gets practiced. Yeah. And now we're seeing it. Hey, if you have a kid, boy or girl, whatever, if you want them to work out, if you want them to get better at basketball, you better head Z up. I'm just saying, BTY, he doesn't discriminate. He has good guys under him that train, like his little brother Hudson, who was also a first-team all player for my pops. My pops has never had three brothers go first-team all district. All Urbanus brothers did. Like, they're just different mm-hmm. basketball minds. His brother Aaron, my best friend, like was in my wedding. Great basketball mind itself. It's just those are bandits guys. They're different. And Zach, hey, Texas fans, y'all got to love them. Y'all hear what you talk about with Dylan Sue? They weren't working on them push shots. The Horns will be at home right now. Yeah, that's right. 28 and 10 means the Longhorns are headed to the Sweet 16. Thanks to Zach for his time. Up next, we'll get you why today matters on this March 20th, not just the start of spring, but some NFL notes, including the Cowboys finally making a move at wide receiver. Stay where you are. This is the Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Is this a song about buying a car and then recommending some tires? Is that what's yes, going on? That's it's a, right. <laughs> it's a basic recommendation kind of song. <laughs> Throw some D's on it. All right. Now would D's be 24s? What? How big are we going? It depends on the whip. Okay. Depends on the slab. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I, I, there's no way I would have come up with that cool of phrasing. Depends yeah. on the slab. On the slab. You don't know right. nothing about that. I don't know a about slab a slab with the candy paint dripping. I, I know about slabs, but I'm generally in a barbecue joint <laughs> when I'm talking slabs. <laughs> That's the only slabs I know about. That's why slab barbecue is catchy because the owner yeah. loves his hip hop, like loves his oh, Texas hip hop. Okay. So there there's puns there, and then there's puns for the barbecue. Oh, nothing Genius. wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that with the double double entendre puns there. That's good. All right, uh, so who is this? Rich Boy, One Hit Wonder. Yeah, I wasn't going to come up with that one, was I? Rich yeah. Boy. All and right. that was the hit. That is catchy. What's it called? Throw some D's on it. Throw some D's on it. There you go. Rich Boy <laughs> to go along with the Jets, George Harrison, Riot, and Shania Twain. So 
Mike Hards just walked in and he was like, yo, I'm going to need the connect for Zach because we know Harge has a son, DJ, that's going to Hendrickson yes. next year. That you and, went out and scouted this year in one yeah, of his games. Yeah, DJ's nice. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you should definitely go work out with Zach. But uh, then I go, be careful, Harge, because that Dylan DeSue, 28 and 10, Zach's price probably just went up. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's price probably uh, just went up. Oh, you need. Oh, you want the push shot? Yeah. Oh, well, the push shot costs a little Yo, more. And I ain't mad at him for maybe raising that price up. That's what it's all about. The push shot is in the second yeah. semester. That's yeah. a second semester <laughs> shot. <laughs> we don't teach that at the beginning. That's what it's all about. I ain't mad at you, Z. Make that money, dog. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to watch uh, Dylan DeSue's performance. If you're a Longhorn fan, 28-10 and 10 in the game. Just really fluid stuff. And if you're an old-school basketball fan like me, 40 points in the paint and a big going off like that. It's just been a while. I haven't seen that uh, in, in many games. It doesn't happen much at the tournament anymore at all that you see a big really get to have uh, have that kind of impact. But like you talked about, Zay, he is not your typical big, but to get, the, to, to get that in the paint, that is big all throughout the season. It's big in multiple ways, but you know, I follow that stat anyway, and I think this is a team that can be successful creeping up into like 30, 35 especially. But 40? If you're going to let Texas have 40 in the paint, good luck. Yeah. Good luck beating this team. Yeah, yeah. And now if you're Sean Marks, Xavier's coach, how do you prepare? Because they're going to get into the pick and roll, the Longhorns. They're going to get into it. So usually – when the role players dominating like that, you don't help as much on the ball handler. But the issue is why teams help on the ball handler is because Marcus Carr, Serge Barry Rice, and Tyrese Hunter are also good coming off those screens, especially Marcus Carr. He loves coming off that screen and getting into his pull-up jumper. And if he comes off that screen and he has the advantage by, with the man guarding him and you're not going to help because you're too busy worried about Dylan Sue then you're going to see Marcus Carr get that jumper off even more. So it's a pick-your-poison situation Mm -hmm. for the opposing teams when you're playing the Horns, and I love that because now you got guys like Tyrese Hunter that are going to be left open, you know, Christian Bishop, Brock Cunningham, even Timmy Allen being able to cut because you're worried about that two-man game between Marcus Carr and Dylan Sue. By the way, another little sequence we haven't talked about. I thought the sequence at the end of the first half ended up being really important for Texas. When they took it from four to eight, right at the end of the half, I thought that was big. One of them was a DeSue shot, but the other one was that Marcus Carr jumper to end it. To make it 31-23. To to stretch that to eight and keep the lead, that was big. Because you can stay committed to two-point shooting when you have a lead. The, the general feeling is if you're trying to chase somebody down, the temptation to do it with threes is so high. Yeah. And if you can keep a lead and just keep pounding on a team with two after two after two, get the, getting those type of buckets, that's a little different. So I thought, I thought it, that separation to 31-23, I thought that was big for Texas. That was big. It really was. And then greatest timeout of the year, what's it called, Penn State, 10-0 run, mm-hmm. 432 left. Coach Terry, timeout. Hey, fellas, settle down. Was that 58-55? 58-55. Yeah. Settle yep. down. We good. We good. They went on a little run. We're fine. Let's get the ball to Dylan. They can't guard him. 
Yeah. Dylan Sue goes on the 6-0 run himself with a Marcus Carr layup. Basically ball game right there. Yeah, that was a big, big moment there. Got to know when to do it. Got to know when to call those timeouts. Coach Terry did a great job on that one. All right, let's get you a little Why Today Matters on this March 20th. We'll talk about a couple things other than basketball. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. First off, it is the first day of spring, so happy spring uh, as you get that started today. Also, uh, National Proposal Day. I don't know if it means you're supposed to plan the proposal or actually do the proposal. I don't know. Uh, And then ravioli, too, if you want to have yourself some ravioli. All those have national days today. But today is also the day, Zay, I'm trying to figure out how I feel about Brandon Cooks as a Cowboys fan. 29 years old. Cowboys get him for a fifth and a sixth round pick. They're even getting the Texans to help pay for him a little bit. Cowboys pay 12 of the $18 million. $6 million will be paid for by Houston. And, I'm again, I'm trying to figure out how excited to be. This sounds great. Since 2015, six 1,000-yard seasons, only Mike Evans and Travis Kelsey have more. Damn. That sounds good. That sounds fantastic. But then when I realize how many teams he's been on and how much he's been banged up, that's the part of it I'm not sure about. Um, so does a 29-year-old Brandon Cooks take the Cowboys' receiving room to that next level? You you think as a – do you think as, if he's healthy and he's ready to go, does he fit in there as a two for them and allow Michael Gallup to slide to the three? Yes. Okay. Yeah. When he's healthy, he's a really good two. And – at this point of his career, Dak Prescott or Brandon Cooks, at this point of his career, he needs to be the number two. And for Dak Prescott, he needs all the help he could get. This is help. The Cowboys have done a really good job this offseason before the draft of getting a lot of guys and re-signing a lot of guys that are going to be able to contribute on both sides of the ball. And Brandon Cook is that. I think he could take the top off. Mm -hmm. I think he could be an underneath guy and be a yards after catch. And along with Tony Pollard, he just gives you more weapons. Because you never know with Michael Gallup. You never know if he's going to be in the tub or on the field. So same with Brandon Cook. But still, having both of those guys there... I, I think it's a solid give for Big Mike, Jerry Jones, and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, maybe Brandon Cooks is just more reli- hopefully more reliable on the health side than what Gallup has been. Maybe they can both get healthy, and uh, and it'll help everything out. So Brandon Cooks becomes a Cowboy. That would mean the OBJ discussion is probably over. Yeah, donezo. That's got to be done. DeAndre Hopkins, whatever else was being talked about, that's probably done. Uh, a couple other notes. Adam Thielen found a new home in Carolina a three-year deal. So whatever Carolina's about to do at quarterback, three-year deal for Adam Thielen to maybe catch a few more passes. And the Eagles, uh, we knew couldn't keep everybody on that defense. They did keep uh, Slay, but we knew C.J. Gardner-Johnson was going to be on the move, and he is now a Detroit Lion. Detroit's putting together... Detroit's putting together a few things, man. One year, $8 million here. Gardner-Johnson is only 25. That's huge. Yeah. He had a really good season for the Eagles, and now for the Lions, who need help on that defense, he's the help that they need. Now, is it going to put them over the top? I don't think so. Not for like a Super Bowl pick or anything, but for a team that was right on the cusp of being a playoff team, 
that beat the Green Bay Packers to knock them out the playoffs, they're going to give the Minnesota Vikings everything they want in that NFC North. Yeah, that's going to be real. Yeah, that's going to be one of those teams. You, you were already going to watch them. Yeah. Right? You were already going to follow them from what they did last year, but it does seem like they're making some good moves. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, a Detroit Lion. All right, that's why today matters to us on this March 20th. Hope you're having a great start to spring, getting back to regular stuff maybe off of spring break. Be careful out there. The traffic has returned after spring break. Up next, we'll get you stems and seeds getting ready for the tournament. Set you up for that women's tournament game tonight over at the Moody Center. If you want to get out there, uh, they would certainly love to have you. If Texas beats Louisville, they'll go to the Sweet 16 on the women's side for the uh, third straight year, and we'll tell you when and where. You can hear that game coming up. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Bink doll. Uh, yeah. One shot. Bink doll. This is the remix. Chad and Zay. This is the remix. Talk to me, mix. When I come through the door, I'm on the floor. You want to see my shake? Yeah. Remix. And when I move it around, you in the corner like that. How she do that deal? Remix. All right, just about to wrap it up on a Monday. I don't recognize this, Zay. Should I recognize this? This woman? Yes. Yeah. I should? Yeah. For one, there's not many. For two, she's a legend. Um, Missy Elliott. There we go. Okay. There we go. This is Missy Elliott right here. The song's called Lights, Camera, Action by Mr. Cheeks. It was his one-hit wonder. This is the remix. <laughs> Mr. Cheeks. <laughs> That's Mr. Cheeks to you. Missy Elliott, Rich Boy, The Jets, George Harrison, Riot, and Shania Twain have all been on the show today, plus a great Nas beat to start this hour. By the way, this week we will once again take a break from the album swap discussion for Sweet 16 action. We'll be previewing games on Thursday and all of that. So next week... We will get back into the album swap discussion. I've still got one uh, of the Wu Tang solo albums to get through. I got to get through Iron Man by Ghostface Killer. And Zay is going through Back in Black by ACDC. That is next week in the album swap. And then we'll figure out where we go from there, suggesting albums to each other that are, you know, a little bit out of the comfort zone. Just a little, Just a little bit. bit. That's the idea. Just stretching the musical mind uh, a little bit. We've gotten some on the list. I know that we talked about that I'm interested in checking out, whether it's the Lauren Hill album. You mentioned a Nas record earlier today. Um, uh, those are definitely two that I'm interested in. There's a uh, the Kanye, what is it, College Dropout? Yeah, College Dropout, the first album. I don't think I've been all the way through that album. I need to listen to that whole so thing. Good. I've heard a couple of songs. Maybe it's two or three, four, but I haven't heard the whole thing. So going to have to go through some of that in the next few weeks as we are in the non-football time of the year uh, and to have those different conversations. We'll do that on Thursdays at 2 o'clock starting again next week. want to remind you, Texas spring game, 26 days away. The draft, 38 days away. And UT's first football game, that first big weekend of college football, it's only 166 days away. You know football never dies for us around here. Also, basketball right now, certainly not dying for Texas on either side yet. The women are going to try to keep that going. Let's get you set up with stems and seeds. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Texas women's basketball, tonight, 6 o'clock. It is over on our sister station, 105.3 The Bat, 545 
pregame. Texas trying to get to the Sweet 16 on the women's side for the third year in a row. Also, normal Monday shows for us right here on the Horn. Ball Don't Lie coming up, obviously with Rod and Harge. Soccer Matters at 7, and then Instant Serious at 8 o'clock. Uh, and again, if you missed it, Texas is going to go with um, a, an 8.45 or so tip time for the Xavier game on Friday. We are getting late word now that the network realizes that it may push that start time a little bit. So they're actually going to go 8.30 on the pregame for the Learfield pregame on the network. So 8.30 pregame, 8.45 scheduled tip time, but it's probably going to be more like a 9 o'clock. So they're going to go 8.30 on on that network pregame this week. So we'll try to get everything adjusted for that. Um, All right, so what else did we miss today? Oh, we we got to talk about Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino, Zay, he apparently is going to go coach at a school that he can't even find. (laughs) Yeah, I think they have Italian restaurants in New York City, so watch out. Wow. Oh, and they have booths too. They have booths. He prefers booth to table. Yeah. When you okay. ask that question, Patino always takes the booth. Yeah. Not sure why, but <laughs> he's sure. He knows why. Rick Patino apparently is going to leave Iona to become the St. John's coach. He was asked recently about St. John's when they were still in the tournament, and he said, Oh, I couldn't even find it. I haven't been there in so long. I haven't been in that, you know, that conference or yeah, that I area. To, I have to Google Maps just to get there. I mean, what? The Big East. What are we talking about? I have no idea. What you're t- what, what, what are you saying? I have no Yeah, right. Rick Patino apparently. Apparently is going to be the St. John's coach. Now, Zay, is that heartbreaking for you? Because just in case you needed a new coach at Texas, were you looking at Patino? Was he on the list? Oh, I'm good. You're good? Okay. Yeah, Ed Cooley, former Providence coach. He's now the Georgetown coach, so X him off the list also. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I, I saw the highlight today. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's going, and where was he again? Providence. So Providence to Georgetown. Yeah. Gotcha, 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 because. Which you, that doesn't make sense, so he must have played there. Had to be an alum. Oh, maybe. Had to play yeah. for Coach Thompson. So that's because Patrick Ewing was just awful. Asked to leave. Fired. Asked to leave. Exit this way. What yeah, about- we don't care how good your fadeaway jumper was, Patrick. You can't coach. You can't teach it to others? No. You remember when he wasn't even coaching? He had his assistants doing it? We oh, talked yeah, about bad. it. Yeah, you did. No, get you, rid of him. You pointed that out, and they did get rid of him. All right, ball don't lie coming up. Soccer matters and instant serious after that. And remember, women's basketball over on the bat at 6 p.m. Enjoy your evening. We'll be back for a Tuesday show tomorrow. See ya.